This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Friday, February 26th. I'm Nyla Budu. Here's how we're making you smarter today how your Fitbit might be the fastest way to detect COVID, plus a new look at the civil rights activism of Billie Holiday. But first, the House vote on the next stimulus bill is today's one big thing. It's Friday, and we wanted to wrap up the week in Washington. So Axios White House and congressional reporter Elena Treen is joining us to talk about the upcoming stimulus vote and the next package lawmakers are already turning their attention to. Elena, good morning. Is this finally the day that we could talk about a vote on the next stimulus package? It is finally the day. I feel like Half the time I come on here with you, Nyla, we're discussing stimulus and another coronavirus relief package. But we will see some real substantial movement in Congress today on this issue. The House is expected to vote on and pass Biden's $1.9 trillion coronavirus rescue plan. Of course, that doesn't mean that this is the bill that is actually going to be signed into law. There's a good chance that some of what is in this bill now and what the final bill looks like will be different from the version that we're seeing currently. Are Democrats also talking about using the process of reconciliation to pass the next big legislative deal, which is having to do with infrastructure? They are. There's already a ton of talk about what the next package will look like and how they're going to go about dealing with it in such a divided Congress. Infrastructure is a massive mammoth of a bill. It's something that Joe Biden wants to accomplish a ton in. For massive bills like that, it's really hard to get pure bipartisanship on. And so I chatted with Senator Bernie Sanders the other day. He's the chairman of the Budget Committee. And of course, the reconciliation process is run through the budget process. So he has a very heavy hand in it. And he told me that he thinks that absolutely they're going to have to use reconciliation to do this. The reason that this matters and the idea of using this process again is because it really is viewed as a partisan process. And Joe Biden ran his entire campaign on bipartisanship about reaching across the aisle and working with Republicans. But if the two biggest pieces of legislation in your first year of office are run through a partisan process, it could complicate things for him as we head into the 2022 midterm campaign. Okay, politics is stressful. Look, life is stressful right now. Can we end our week with something fun you're thinking about? I know that you have a fun story to share. I am obsessed with the sea turtles in Texas. Thousands of sea turtles that were so cold and had to be rescued. And I sent you a link of how these rescued turtles are being returned to the ocean. Okay, I'm clicking on it now. Oh my god. Off we go, turtle bud. Oh. I feel like I need to explain what this is, but it's these little turtles who are being sent 
down slides and just sliding back into the water. Oh my gosh, they're so cute. I want to throw one in. All right, we will tweet out the link for everyone who missed the lovely turtles that survived the cold snap and that are now being returned to the ocean this week on these shoots. Thanks, Elena. Thanks, Nyla. We'll be back in 15 seconds with how wearable tech can help with the pandemic. Welcome back to Axios Today. Companies that make wearable tech, like Fitbit or the Aura Ring, are usually based on tracking your health. How many steps did you take today? What's your heart rate? How many hours did you sleep last night? Well, now some of this wearable tech is trying to help with early detection of COVID-19. That's what Fitbit CEO James Park told our chief technology correspondent, Ina Freed, for Axios on HBO. What we found is that this algorithm was able to for 50% of the cases, detect signs of COVID-19 about one to two days before people even reported symptoms. Hey, Ina, let's start with how this works. How could a Fitbit detect early signs of COVID? Well, the first thing to know is that these wearables have been adding more and more sensors. So what started out as step tracking now measures things like heart rate, heart rate variability, oxygen saturation, and other stats. And it turns out that if you look at these over time, they were noticing fluctuations in people that later tested positive. And it's not just Fitbit. What other companies are getting into this? So Aura, which makes a smart ring, they've had a study. Pretty much everyone that has a device that collects this information is now in some sort of clinical study of whether that data can be useful in either spotting early or predicting infection of COVID, but also things like depression. So, Ina, what's the big picture to your mind? Is this a case of technology having maybe a different purpose than it was originally intended? Definitely. I think to me, the big takeaway is that these devices, by collecting and being able to look at this data over time, you can see a lot of deviations from your normal. And that's something we haven't been able to tell in the past, because typically these things like your body temperature, your heart rate, your blood pressure only get measured when you're at the doctors and often when you're sick. What this shows is you can learn a lot by measuring these things over time and seeing when things change. Exus's chief technology correspondent, Ina Freed. Billie Holiday is one of the most well-known names in the history of American music. But a new Hulu film out today depicts a lesser-known side of her career. The United States versus Billie Holiday is about her fight with the FBI and the role she played in the civil rights movement. So I talked to Axios race and justice reporter Russell Contreras about the new movie. It's centered around her struggle to sing the song Strange Fruit. This song was about lynching in the South. She faced enormous pressure from federal authorities not to sing this song. They ended up arresting her for drug possession, but really it was because of this song. They felt this song, Strange Fruit, would embolden African Americans, not just to fight against lynching, but to fight racism. And I think our conception of people like Billie Holiday is that she was an entertainer. We don't think of her as a civil rights figure. Exactly. I talked to the screenwriter, Susan Laurie Park. She told me she sees Billie Holiday as a civil rights figure. Yes, she sung the beautiful song, Autumn in New York, but she also positioned herself as someone 
fighting for civil rights in her own way and trying to use her music to spark change. Russell Contreras is Axios' race and justice reporter. Thanks, Russell. Thank you. Before we end today, we're coming up on the one-year mark of living in the pandemic. And we're going to be doing some special podcasts about that week in March of 2020, but we need your help. Here's what we'd like you to do. Record yourself using the Voice Memo app on your smartphone answering this question. What's one important decision you made in March of 2020, whether it was as a parent, a business leader, a teacher, a frontline worker, or otherwise? And please tell us about that decision. Don't forget to include your name and where you live, and you can email it to podcasts at axios.com. And thanks to everyone who's already sent one in. That does it for us this week. Axios Today is brought to you by Axios and Pushkin Industries. We're produced by Carol Wu, Nuria Marquez-Martinez, Amy Padula, and Naomi Shaven. Our mix engineer is Alex Sugiara. Our executive producer is Dan Bobkoff, and Sarah Kailani Gu is our executive editor. Special thanks to Axios co-founder Mike Allen. At Pushkin, our executive producers are Lital Malad and Jacob Weisberg. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and I hope you have the best weekend.